Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Shrev Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin. I hope you all are doing well out there, taking care of yourself. This is somewhat of a brand new season. We're struggling along. This is uh, one of our final seasons, and it has been a journey. We have talked about so much on this podcast. We've cried and laughed. Uh, and we 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 tackled some subjects that kind of really hit home. And uh, I always tell people our our podcast is we talk about the subjects that you hear about you, that you you, you want to talk about, but you won't hear about in mainstream media, especially with all of us have worked in the news or in media some uh, aspect. But uh, one of the things that we really preach about on this podcast uh, is mental health, and we had a whole series about how the impact of COVID. Uh, made so much people, made so many people's uh, mental health go down, mine included. So and I've been very transparent about, like, hey, I've had this done, and I've been thinking about this, this, and that. And collectively, not only as an audience, but as members of my own team, we've been able to actually just be open and transparent about how we felt and give different factors. Now, there's so much that you all can do and that I can do. Uh, but we've had so many professionals on here that actually have given us methods to do what to do and what to say uh, about this. So about our mental health. So today's guest is a a, a favorite uh, of the show. She is a familiar face of the show. Uh, her and her daughter have come on the show uh, during some some epic episodes during some tragic times at some point uh within the in the in the nation actually in the world at that time during the george floyd protest but uh her episode is one of pivotal uh points of our our podcast it kind of gave us uh an establishment of what our podcast is all about uh tackling those community subjects and making sure that we were number one straight up about it and i think this guest not only has been professional but very professional but very straight up about uh these subjects so uh, let me let me just brag about her because I haven't talked to her in a minute, but she has been doing some great things. Uh, she is a author. She is a mother. She is a mental health expert. Uh, she is a, a creator. She is now going to be uh, soon to be podcast host. Uh, without further ado, help me welcome Miss Monique Thompson. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, I feel like distant cousin at the family reunion getting to see you after a long time. So it's good to see you tonight. Yes, ma'am. And you know what's crazy? Like, so I think maybe one, two, three, I think maybe four guests that I've never met on the podcast. I have since I started this podcast, I've actually met them now in person. So I think you have to be number five. So we have to meet because we're we're, we're maybe like, look, I'm in on 75 right now. We're just down the street from each other. So we have to see each other sometime soon. But we have to make it happen. Yeah. And, and I know that, and I talk about the bother you too much because I know your schedule is so busy. And y'all, Dr. Thompson has, have you have your finger in everything. Like, I, I don't see how you're standing right now because you're doing so much. But um, if people who do not know you, just tell us about who you are and what you're doing, your title and everything. Well, I'm Dr. Monique Thompson. I'm a mental health expert, I'm a student advocate. So I'm vice president of the school board in Little Elm. I have a nonprofit, Whatsoever is Good, and we run a program called the Zero Debt College Project. Um, I teach for University of Phoenix, and I've been nominated faculty of the year there in 2022, 2021, and 2020. I'm in my 20th year as a consultant at SMU Perkins School of Theology, 
and in my 21st year in private practice. I do everything I want to do, and I mostly don't do what I don't want to do, and that's how I live my day every day. So I enjoy my morning waking up and my midday and my evening, except for discipline and responsibility, and that's what I you know, have to do. But other than that, I enjoy my day every day. So it sounds like a lot, but I'm doing what I enjoy all day, all day, every day. And I get to see lots of impossible things work out all the time, all the time. Even being on the school board, I've been able to help make some seemingly impossible things work out for our students. Our African-American studies class was in jeopardy and I pushed and got it moved through. Um, the Zero Debt College Project, I've been doing that for seven years. My husband told me, figure this out. We had a little girl, Tamia, and I said, I, nobody knows these answers. We can figure it out. He said, you can figure it out. And so I put it to task and figured it out. And so seven years later, we're $20 million in merit scholarships, not need-based, merit scholarships for lots of different students all across the U.S. and abroad. And the mental health practice, I've never lost anybody. It's been 21 years. I have a full practice. I've never lost anybody, but I use a lot of science. A lot of science. I stay in the loop of the science and I enjoy what I do. I make sure that I connect. I supervise interns. I'm 13. I think I'm on my 14th, 15th, and 16th intern right now. So I supervise 13 interns to licensing. I enjoy teaching and making sure people get accurate information about different things. You know, the information on the internet is free, but expertise is still at a premium. So I bring the expertise to these spaces where I am, um, and I demand it of others as well. So my students, I demand caliber from them. I demand caliber from my interns. I, I enjoy richness in my world, and I insist on that from people around me too. So that's kind of how I live my day. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can see me smiling because like, I, I'm so happy that it, it makes me happy to know you mm. and to know that you're doing all this and you know me i'm big on community and giving back to the community so it's just and you know it's funny because like the reason why i text you today is because i was bragging about you uh i met a young lady uh she is going i think it's called the chicago school in dallas okay. was I don't, know, I don't know if you know that's not the chicago school but she's going to school to be a therapist and one of her main reasons was because she grew up in, like in the hood and the black ghetto in, in the ghetto and she wanted to fix the issues in her community and like to me when I heard that I was like that is so inspirational because like you know there's a lot of self-reflection in our community that is often dismissed you know and to see that somebody that was actually say you know what this is my reason why I'm going to school that that empowered me I'm like you know what you, you should look up Dr. Monique Thompson because she would give you some 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 inspiration as well and just tell you so like so that's why I text you today. It's like, man, let me see how she's doing and let me see, you know, because I try to communicate with all my guests, but you specifically, because I know that you have been making an impact. And, you know, last time I talked to you, you just won a trustee election and we got to see your name in the paper. And I was like, oh, look at her. And then we had your daughter Tamia on the show. And it was just like, so like you said, it is like family here. And you know, and you know, uh I want to be sad, but you know, I'm glad that even though we're kind of stopping, you're starting to begin. And we're going to talk more about your podcast uh, a little towards the end of the show. But 
once again, thank you for coming on our show and telling people uh, who you are and what you do. And like if y'all just heard her, she has been doing so much in the community, 20 plus years, just doing everything and uh, award winning, just making an impact on our community. But one thing that I've been dealing with since last time I talked to you, and this is not just this congregating with friends and family, is that there are so many people that have dealt with childhood trauma. And I think that since I've been kind of going in and out of therapy lately, that it's recognizing patterns, you know, and recognizing where certain things may have come from. And and I'm not one of those people to sit there and say that um, it's because of this, this is why I do this. You know what I mean? And I don't ever want to think that. And, and coincidentally enough, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. Uh, <laughs> I tried to finish that Dahmer, uh, the Dahmer Netflix thing. And it was the part about the dad. He was saying, well, this is, I'm, I'm the reason this, and you know, I caused this and taking the blame for that. So it's not because of that show, but other factors as well about childhood trauma and how they are impacting the child going forward as they grow into adults. So uh, that's kind of what the show is about, about your past childhood trauma. And uh, I kind of throw myself in the hot seat because, you know, I, I am a big guy, you know, trying to, you know, try to go to the, try to work out, but it just ain't working out, you know, but I'm trying, but I, I have learned to not only deal with that, but as you can may, as you may know, or could probably guess, I've had some issues with childhood trauma about being a big guy. So uh, being called big, my whole life, stuff like that. And, you know, it does hurt, but I want to ask you, Dr. Thompson, when like, Things like being called fat at a young age or or I know especially in our community, are you too dark or your hair is too short and stuff like that. And you're hearing this growing, you know, growing up and stuff like that. Um, what can you say about just that part of the childhood trauma? Like just at an early age getting teased by not only your own family, but uh, others as well. Well, so... One, um, when it comes to you and anyone who has made it, you know, you slid in the home plate into adulthood, the strongest part of who you ever, ever will be, ever, is your younger self. Your younger self, that little kid that you're telling me about who was teased, he has no agency, no resources, no power. He didn't have any money, you know? But he did the one thing all of your younger selves have to do, or we never meet you. They have to choose life every day. You know, he tied up those shoes, brushed his teeth, went to school. Did it again. Went to sleep. Sometimes he got what he wanted for Christmas. Sometimes he did not. You know, sometimes he had fun on the field trip. And sometimes he had a sad day. You know, the ice cream man come down the street. He was losing his ever-loving mind just like everybody else. So he had some really normal childhood moments and he had some times that really sucked. But the one thing he had to do was become you with nothing, right? With nothing. So every time you think of him, we don't look back with pity. We look back with gratitude. Every time you see your younger self in your mind, you say, thank you. Thank you. Every single time. Because he's, he's having a hard time and not quitting. And we know this, you're the living proof because we don't ever meet you if he ever quits, right? Ever. 
So now we see you, your adult self, right? And when you think of that young person and you say, thank you, it feels good. It gives you a different perspective. I saw your head feel good. Yeah, yeah, you know? And now you have your weakest self that you're going to become one day, which is your 80, 90-year-old self. Your 80, 90-year-old self only inherits what you give that person. Strength, mobility, flexibility. That person doesn't get that unless you take that muscle strength into your 80, 90-year-old self, unless you take that flexibility into they don't, they give whatever you give them. They inherit your physicality. They inherit your wealth. They inherit your social skills. They inherit a life from you and they're very vulnerable to it because there are not decades ahead for that person. They're going to live in that inherited life. So as you're making daily choices, looking backwards is to learn. I'm going to share a favorite quote, Nelson Mandela. I never lose. I either win or I learn. So when you're looking back at those moments, you look back at them to learn. So you can figure out how to bring to this life in the future a good inheritance, right? So the choice you make is toward the inheritance of your future self or the cost benefit is, is possibly not. You may be taking withdrawals, early withdrawals from their comfort. Right? So you have to think of it that way. I'm taking withdrawals from the comfort of my latter self. And I clearly can do this because when I had less, my younger self was pulling it off. So I don't need to give myself too much, you know, cushion to fail because what I produce is going towards a day when I won't be able to do much to take care of myself. I'll be very dependent on others, you know? So the childhood trauma is actually a great opportunity for learning not loss. And every time you look back with gratitude for your younger self moving through, not for what happened to you, but focusing on your younger self, then you gain strength. When you look back and you zero in on the moment of pain, then you re-experience the pain. That is all that happens. So looking back, you want to widen the scope and see the real truth. And the real truth in any scientific inquiry is what's the most solid truth. And the most solid truth is that the absolute truth is that I kept going. Sometimes I was happy, sometimes I was sad, but for sure I kept going. And look at the life that my younger self produced for me now. What life did I inherit? What life am I living right now of the younger me? And there you have it. So that's what we do with you know, our trauma. We choose to learn about the self, about the victory self. And you have gratitude for it. And you choose to learn about what choices you need to make today so that you keep the momentum going for your future self. Your future self and possibility of your offspring as well. So, yes. uh, and, and we're going to actually talk about that next part uh, of healing from the trauma on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned. We have our special guest, Dr. Monique Thompson, mental health expert on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned. The Straight Up Show podcast. I think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest. And that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other. 
about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't, straight up. Voting. It's a right, a privilege, and a responsibility. Many have made the ultimate sacrifice just so we could have the ability to vote on what we believe is best for us and our community. So, we here at Straight Up ask you to do your research, let your voice be heard, and be proud to say, I Straight Up Voted. All right, welcome back to the Strive Show podcast. We have our special guest, Dr. Monique Thompson. Uh, we're talking all things childhood trauma today. Uh, once again, Dr. Thompson, thank you so much uh, for coming on our show. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. And so you talked about just recognizing your trauma and kind of bettering yourself to the next day that you are strong enough to deal with this. I'm going to throw some scenarios with you that I personally have seen not only within my family as well, uh, but with other people who are my age and now they have children too, but just in general, I've seen it multiple times. Parents that had younger children and they're angry and this, this, this has kind of hit me here on home too, but where you're angry and then you take your frustration out of your child. Uh, I've seen to where uh, some parents say, oh, you're stupid, or you just can't believe you're just, you're dumb, and, you know, stuff like that. And sometimes, and I, I try to, even though I'm not an expert, but as someone who, and I'm not throwing shade, mama, don't take this the wrong way, mom, but as someone who has been on the side of that, I, I can regurgitate how I felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. As a child that hears stuff like that, or when their parent or their guardian uh, takes their frustration and attacks them, like, and and attacks them verbally. Like, what what do you say to that? You want to hear a story? I'm sorry. You want to hear a story? Yes, ma'am. Go for it. So, a question for that is, what do therapists do with their own kids? Right, I'm a mother, and I definitely sometimes operate with an agitated brain. Okay, now I know not to trust my agitated brain. But sometimes I am operating with my agitated brain. And so I'm going to yell and scream and say things. But this is a true story. I know this isn't really a faith-based podcast and that kind of thing, but I am faith-based in many areas in my life, and especially when it comes to my children. My grandmother prayed for her generations after she was told that she would not bear children. Clearly she did. I'm her grandchild. She's gone on to glory. But part of what I have inherited from her is prayer. And out loud, I pray over my kids that they will be protected from my curses, even my unintentional ones, and that no matter what, they will somehow have the light of the Lord in their hearts and that their hearts will still hear God over mine, that they'll have the courage to disobey my voice in their brains and that they will just find their way 
to the path he intended, even if I think it's a good idea to do something else. It is a true story. That is what I pray out loud over my own kids. And where I'm going with that is when you're yelling at somebody, when you're screaming at them, and you're saying to them, you ain't going to be nothing, da, 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 da. you tripping, you ain't nothing, you're so stupid, all this kind of stuff. Well, of course, people are going to hear that and possibly believe it. But at some point, that person becomes an adult. If they are able to grow up, they slide in the home plate, they become an adult. And that's where you have a choice to believe the truth or to operate from lies. Lies bring you darkness and confusion and do not help you. All of cognitive behavioral therapy is actually resting on scientific inquiry, which requires knowledge and truth. That's it. So if you, we know for sure that the human brain defaults to a negative thought, but it does not necessarily default to a traumatic thought, okay? A negative thought is something you can recover from. A traumatic thought tells you that you basically are gonna die and there's nothing help, you know, hopeless thought, right? So. If it's happened, let's say it's happened and it's happened to this generation and next generation, next generation, what we're really seeing is that the power to choose among the adults was never really utilized. Is that going to always happen in that family system? Maybe, maybe not, because I don't want to sell magic beans here. Can it stop? Yes. Will it stop? Maybe, maybe not. There are a lot of ways, and I mentioned before, information is free. Expertise is still a premium. So if a person is seeking out knowledge, seeking out the truth, you can access it in today's world. You can access help. And that's what I recommend people do. Step outside of your family system. Go find the truth wherever they have it. And when you find it, soak it up, listen to it, let it become who you now are. You know, so that's what I recommend. Thank you so much for answering that. And I think that a lot of what I'm seeing right now is generational trauma. Uh, and it does carry over to the, to the children. Um, and I hate, I'm not trying to put so much of my personal life on this, but uh, many stories that I hear about, and especially, I've, and I, I hate to say that I've heard this multiple times with multiple people, is that as children, and uh, and you and I talked about like just being 18 and getting the background check because you work with children, right? Mm, right. Um, and and this is and this is uh, this is going to be a breaking news on the show right now. I've never really discuss this openly, but I am a victim of juvenile molestation. Uh, I never knew the terminology of that at all. Uh, but as those who are victims of molestation at a young age, uh, and anybody who has listened to this podcast know that that can really traumatically impact your life. Why is it that some parents, when you tell them at a young age that this happened to them why are they so dismissive of hearing these thoughts or hearing that their child was molested or they were touched why why is that because you hear this all the time and it carries over to the bad relationships with the parents in later years well so i think one thing to think about is that it's unfortunate but people are afraid to face certain information certain truths we have a repulsive response to certain things. And so when we hear something about trauma, we know that this is this is dark, this is scary, this is something we don't want to think about. What I recommend to kids, and remember 90% of my practice with kids before I had kids, was to tell and keep telling. Don't just tell one person. 
Don't just tell two people. Tell and keep telling. And then keep telling if it happens again. And keep telling until it stops. You know, just don't stop telling until it actually stops. So that's what I recommend for kids is to know. But for adults, you genuinely, unfortunately, you have a lot of adults who have not dealt with their own issues or who don't believe kids, who believe that maybe it kind of happened, didn't happen. They don't know what happened. And they force themselves into being an investigator or detective. You do not need to be either one. Whatever happened, whatever that child's outcry is, that step two is to get them to someone who does actually know what they're doing. And this is you know, another story, right? True story. A close friend wanted to know what had happened, you know, with a child and brought them. I mean, I do favors with friends. I'm like, well, let's, let's bring them in. Let's see what I can figure out. Because we it was just very unclear what was going on. And so it did not, it doesn't take long to get an outcry story, you know, figured out by a therapist. And I think maybe 35, 40 minutes later, I had the story. I shared it with my friend. And she's like, how did you do that? I'm like, because that's what I do for a living. That is what I do for a living. So I know what to do to get that story out from a child. Anyone who's been trained knows what to do to get that story out from a child. And they, being trained, will also know how to take care of themselves. And so that's the other challenge. Even for me, there's self-care I engage in so that I can recover even from hearing different people's stories. And even for our listeners tonight, you you know, people adore you. They love you. And they've heard this story from you. I'm going to encourage everybody to send thoughts of healing and hope out from yourself to anyone that you think about. When you get off this, this live with me, if there's somebody who did pour into your life that you owe a debt of gratitude, living or gone on. Write a letter and tell them thank you. Call them on the phone and tell you thank you. Because finding your way into that place is a reminder of their strength to you and your strength to yourself. And it helps you to kind of pull yourself up to deal with pain, not to avoid pain, but to actually deal with pain. So you think about this. If you're very, very strong, you're lifting weights. What's a five-pound weight? Nothing, right? But if you're very, very weak, what's a five-pound weight? Everything. So... One way to get stronger emotionally when you're trying to say, well, I maybe want to talk about my trauma some more. I want to deal with it. It's to always pull yourself into your strongest place first and then lift a little bit of the weight. So when we get off the call, and this is to anyone else listening, if you've been thinking about your own trauma, before you think more about it, find somebody that was able to pour into you. Reach out to them. Tell them thank you. Let them talk to you. And you'll get a wash of dopamine and oxytocin, which are happy chemicals. Oxytocin is my favorite hormone. It's a very honest hormone, and you release it when you feel loved by someone. It has a healing effect on the heart for the adverse effects of stress. There are receptor sites on the heart for oxytocin. So that's one way to take care of yourself. So even if you're an adult and you're trying to work through your trauma, you want to make sure you biologically wash yourself with happy chemicals, and you emotionally cope by connecting with people who poured into you and telling them thank you. Dealing with so much childhood trauma, and especially when it's in the area of family uh, in itself. A lot of people think that because now you're an adult and maybe you have kids now, uh, that you now want to go back and revisit the childhood trauma within your family. And some people, once again, are not receptive to hear how they impacted your childhood or what they put you through, or, or say your parents weren't the best parents. And now their child that was is now an adult is finally venting to them and they're not receptive. 
those who have had these childhood traumatic events, how can they establish a healthy relationship, not only with family, but those who may have caused them that traumatic experience, those who maybe still cause a trigger to them? So there's two groups here. We have the offending people, people who actually cause the harm. And you might not have exceeded your statute of limitations. So depending on the state and depending on what crime was committed, because remember, we're talking about crime. There still may be a statute that is available for the person to go and report it. Even if the statute is expired, I always encourage adults to still go report because some detectives are clever and they can figure out that your story goes with another person's story and it can help somebody else's case. That has actually happened to me more than one time. Um, there's a person right now doing life without possibility of parole because of a case that the statute had expired, but the statute had not expired for another victim. So when it comes to the person who offended them, I do recommend go ahead and report. Do a actual report to your police department. Typically in every police department, there is a special victim um, person. And that's who you want to reach out to and share your story with them. On the non-offending family members, um, we have a challenge because even if somebody technically is non-offending, it doesn't mean that they had no part, right? So for that part of it, I recommend two things. One, um, finding a group environment where you can recreate your family experience and work in a group setting. There are a lot of groups um, now past COVID that may even be meeting virtually, but you can look through your insurance coverage or look through the internet. And what you're looking for is a group for survivors of sexual trauma or physical abuse or adult children and alcoholics or whatever it was. You're looking for an adult group because you will need a safe place to unpack and process all of your family's origin experience. There's a workbook for sexual abuse survivors called The Courage to Heal. In that workbook, the first thing you do is make a list of all the people who you think will go on this journey with you. And so that is my number one tip is do not go on this journey alone. You need to have a few people who are aware of what's going on and can be your safe family place where you can unpack all this because you're only going to rely on the people who you're going to tell to be your support. Then you're just recreating the cycle of what you experienced before. You're actually pressing play on that scenario. You want to not press play, and so you're going to have to turn a different direction and get different kinds of help and support. But there is a lot of help and support out there. It does require a little bit of approach. Yeah, and I think, on the, um, and trying to just kind of piggyback off this right quick before we go to break, um, for those who don't have that support, you know, you got the groups and stuff like that, and like, how how and I guess we're trying to dig into it. How is it that they can actually manage to? Because people think because you basically in today's society, like if I can't don't like you and you cause me no peace, I don't want to be around you. You know, uh, especially when it comes to because it does bring triggers and like I know that certain people can cause triggers even if like subconscious triggers. My bad, sub subconscious triggers, and I think that especially when it comes to parenting and stuff like that, uh, you try to distance yourself from people. And sometimes it's not healthy or is it healthy to distance, even though they are uh, family or blood related? Um, so that's a hard question. I, I can only go in a general, I'm going to give a general answer, but I'm also going to acknowledge my bias. 
I tend to side with people giving a lot of space to family systems that there's someone possibly in this family system who is safe. And until you feel like you feel safe enough to go in there, then you need to stick where it's safe. A long time ago, one of my clients asked me, you know, how do you accept the unacceptable? And I said, that's a good question, because that's basically what you just asked me. How do you accept the unacceptable? And for five years, I had different people kind of gnawing on that question. And what we came out with was you cannot. Not by yourself. You cannot. And if you must enter into that space, you need to limit your time. And I genuinely mean that. That's what came out of all those five years of talking it through with different clients. You genuinely need to figure out how much time you can spend in that system before you lose yourself. So if all you have is 15 minutes, and that's all you have is 15 minutes. If you got to only be on a text message conversation with somebody, then it may only be text message conversation. You need to be honest with yourself that there are certain places where if you get in the ring, you're just going to get TKO'd. So don't get in the ring. You know, that sometimes overconfidence can lead to your defeat. And I'm acknowledging that that's not like the happily ever after story maybe people want to hear. But sometimes your instinct, your life lesson learned is that you are not a safe person for me. And the life lesson I have to learn is that I can have five minutes with basically top flight security with me, and that's it. <laughs> I can have my cousin that I trust and my best friend with me, and if they're not in the same room with us, then I don't need to be in the room with you because you and I are going to escalate like that, or you're going to take advantage of me in some kind of way that I don't even see coming. So I need to accept defeat, not be overconfident, and figure out, now how can I safely go into this situation and exit in my right mind? Wow. No, that's not the popular answer, but that is true. She's being straight up, y'all. She's yeah, being straight up. Being straight up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have a little bit more with Dr. Thompson on the other side of the break, talking about childhood trauma and how to deal with it on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to Straight Up Show podcast. If you're an actress or a model or somebody who's looking to do something impactful, ain't nobody going to find your ass in no Shreveport. Sometimes when you're home, you don't want to leave because you're comfortable. But your biggest dreams can be the push you need to take risk. And leaving a city that made me, a city that can't be duplicated, is a challenge I had to accept. No matter where my journey leads me, I'll never forget home. same old boring clothes want to support your favorite podcast but don't know how well you're in luck the straight up show podcast store is finally here in our teespring shop you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up from t-shirts to masks to even leggings our store has you covered just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button that's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. All right, welcome back to the Australia Show podcast. We have Dr. Monique Thompson uh, right with us today. Uh, Dr. Thompson, so we're jumping right back into it right now. And I've always heard uh, growing up that fifth graders, at the age of fifth grade, whatever grade you're in, that's when your personality is going to be your personality for the rest of your life. I'm not sure if that's true or not, 
but that's that says where you're most influential as a child at fifth grade. Is that correct? Yes or no? Maybe. Um, not really. <laughs> okay. It's, it's over the lifespan. Mm-hmm. What we used to think is that your brain stopped. Your brain continues to grow well into your late 20s. Mm. Okay. We know now about neuroplasticity, meaning your brain is more elastic than it is at anything else. And you continue to be able to learn and create new neural pathways throughout your lifespan. And really, if we're talking about like personality inclinations and stuff, you're in your 30s. Yeah. So it's the it, what they're really talking about is psychopathology, sociopath. We do see evidence of disorder by age five, but it is not a personality disorder diagnosed at that time. At that time, we're probably seeing what people call oppositional defiant disorder. We're seeing dysfunction. We're seeing lack of empathy, interest in harming, arousal from pain, things like that. Um, but those you can see around age five, but just regular end of thing, like being a little bit more introverted versus extroverted, um, you know, having high, that kind of thing into your thirties. And my last question to you is just a lot of people and Christina, you know, you love Christina. Uh, she said that she's scared to have children and uh, because of the way the world is today, as a parent, how can we, just this final question, how can a parent that's been through childhood trauma, how can they avoid passing this generational trauma that you see in so many communities? How can they avoid this generational trauma that you keep seeing? You don't have to avoid trauma. You you can't avoid it. Well, I guess they pass it on to their child, yeah. You're, you're, what you want is a resilient child. You want to teach resiliency. It can be taught. You want to have a strong child, child that can be taught. You want a clever child that can be taught. You want to focus on your child being ready for whatever the world has to offer. You want the world to be concerned about your child, not your child concerned about the world. Because there's no promise. Even if the world were to rewind in time or go forward in time, there is going to always be some kind of threat in the world. And there's always going to be some kind of threat in the family system. You have to have the baby with somebody. So their family is coming into the baby's life without you having lived with them for your whole life. So there's there's no way. It would be nice, I think, to say we're not going, this is not going to happen, this is not going to happen. But the truth is you can't necessarily protect the child from everything, but you can make the child resilient enough to recover from most things. Um, one thing I, I teach the kids I work with and even my own should be sad for a little while and go back to being happy. When you mentioned anger before, I'm like, we're actually on the anger for 96. Jill Bo Taylor, the Harvard trained neuroscientist, as part of her discovery, her work is in Nice Truth of Insight. She has a TED talk on it. The 90 second rule, we've been knowing about that for a few decades. It is, you're just angry for 90 seconds. You know, so some of what happens when people are saying their generational trauma is that what you're passing on is maladaptive coping skills that could be learned to be adapted. You could have learned something else. So the passage of skills is what you want to focus on. And my passing on skills to my child so they can recover even from me, because you may be thinking you were the world-class parent, guaranteed. When they get grown, they got to forgive you for something that you thought was wonderful. <laughs> it wasn't wonderful for me. So either way it goes, you want a child that can think, who is an excellent scientist. So they think like a scientist. They investigate things before believing them. And they only trust the truth, right? 
even when it's coming out of your mouth. You want them to be strong emotionally, sturdy, so that they don't remain in a desolate place forever. They're able to acknowledge and honor pain, acknowledge and honor sadness, acknowledge it and move on. They can accept things that are different from them without approval. That's a learned skill, but it can be learned. That's what you really want to focus on with any child, any time in mankind's history. The people that we represent right now are the people who did such things, right? The people who we came from had no reason to want to have kids, right? If you were an American on this soil, enslaved, but guess what? People are now doing research and finding out, you know what? My family didn't even come from slaves. We have a child in our world. They were dead college projects. His grandmother did their research. I think she got all the way back to the 1600s. She's like, actually, turns out we didn't even come from slaves. I'm serious. Wow. <laughs> she just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Um, we have her story in our platform. We were lucky enough to get her story in the spring. It's part of our Black history stuff. And she came on to talk about it. Her grandsons won an award for the um the documentary they did about her research. And it turned out they didn't even come from slaves. So sometimes you are living in supposed trauma. It ain't even happened to you. You have to kind of teach your child to recover. And they are good. I'm going to tell you, I've met both of these young men and the grandmother and their mother. They are all thinkers. They are all thinkers. I mean, heavy header thinkers. Mm -hmm. I registered him to vote. The older brother. And when I was out at the polls, he came up to vote. I said, oh, he's like, this is my first time. Voting. I'm like, oh, my God, you can I registered him to vote. And he I got to see him vote for the first time. But he was ready to do it. You see, so you have to think about that with all of the bad that happens in the world. Mm -hmm. If your child can think through the bad, outsmart stuff and know when not to get in the ring, they'll be OK. There you have it. Dr. Monique Thompson, thank you so much for coming on our show, y'all. She has definitely came on, did a great job. Before you go, can you please uh, give us your information uh, right quick and then plug your podcast that you got going on if you can. Yes, you are so kind because you know I was about to say bye. <laughs> so um, my, I'm not right. Um, so Dr. Monique Thompson, that is actually my website, drmoniquethompson.com. And we have a podcast that's launching on November 5th, the Zero Debt College Project podcast and i'm not a wizard podcasting like you are so i know it's on itunes and it's on spotify but i'm not sure where else people can find it but i will have it linked on my website the zero debt college project i know many people are not on facebook but we are in facebook and the kids tell me that i have to have instagram and all those things so i guess we'll have to get that up so that you can get easily to the podcast but you can find a zero debt college project podcast all right, Dr. Thompson, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we'll have all her information on the website as well. Dr. Thompson, once again, thank you so much. And like I said, once again, Dr. Thompson, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to have all her information on the website, on the ticker below, if you haven't seen it. Uh, make sure you just take care of yourself. And uh, mental health is very big. And myself, I'm on a journey of it. I'm not ashamed to say a lot of people are ashamed to say that they are, but I'm not because you know, you are worthy of life. You are worthy to be loved. You are worthy to be better uh, from what you have gone through. Uh, so with that being said, make sure you take care of yourself. Uh, you need somebody to talk to, you can always message us. Uh, we'll talk to you as well. Until then, uh, that's the end of our show. 
keep the conversation going. Make sure you go to our website at straightupshowpodcast.com. That's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. Uh, there we have our previous episodes from Dr. Thompson. Uh, she'll have all the information that you want to talk about. Uh, if you want to schedule a virtual visit for her, you can go to her website as well. Uh, she'll just say, hey, you know what? I heard your show on Straight Up, and then she'll talk to you there. Uh, she's very busy, as you can see, but uh, we'll definitely get her information out there uh, as well. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318 that's str8 up show podcast 318 uh support our podcast we have different tiers to where you can support the podcast to keep it going until then there's only one rule to our show you gotta be straight up <laughs>